Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Jones, the Managing Director of Impact Minerals, ASX listed explorer. How you doing, Mike? Very good, thanks, Matty. I'm ready to see you in Perth. Well, I know, I know, right? Is, is this your home grounds? Is this? Uh, we, well, that's where we're based. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Like yourself, English, but uh, originally, but uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are, and there's a kind of conference on at the moment as well. The RIU Explorers. Have, have you been there yet? Yes, uh, we've got a booth there. I'll be speaking there tomorrow just to update everybody yeah. on what's going on. It's been massive uh, this year, biggest uh, biggest year ever. I was there yesterday. Twenty years history. Busy, busy, busy. But more importantly, I'm sure lots of suppliers trying to sell you stuff and service companies, but uh, and lots of companies there as well. But, um, but investors, that's the bit we're interested in. Yeah, look, uh, Siri, uh, who organises those events, uh, does a great job of actually getting investors um, yeah. along. And I mean, the room was absolutely packed. Yes, there was, and I've never seen anything yeah quite like that. And and whilst investors are important, you have to remember in our industry as well. There's lots of guys like me that are looking for stories, you know. So actually to see them and meet the people, the other yeah. managing directors, the other CEOs, etc. The fun of what's really going on. It's a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, I think so. That's yeah. the bit. That's the bit to kind of remember. Um, it's not just about the money. It's about yeah. connecting, especially a company like yours, right? So we've had a few kind of good conversations in in the, in the past. So remind people how you describe yourself as, as a company or as or as a yeah. business. So look, Impact. We set that up originally to uh, to discover a world class, which you haven't done yet. We certainly haven't. We spent a lot of money, as you like to remind me, on the on trying to do that. Right, and uh, and that's because they're rare beasts. Yeah, and uh, you can point to probably two recent ones in WA over the last five six years. There's obviously DeGray um, yep. with a massive uh, discovery up in the Pilbara, ten million ounces of gold, and then obviously more recently Julimar, uh, only seventy kilometres outside Perth, mm. which we're all kicking ourselves about uh, even now. Yeah, um, you know they're few and far between. So. Um, uh, and of course, lithium, the, some of the big lithium things that have been found. So. Uh, absolutely, a bit bigger for lithium in Australia last yeah. year so in terms of valuations. So let's run through the portfolio because your companies like yourself and the model that you have, you're going hunting a world class asset, you've got to kiss a few frogs. Yeah. Right? You've got a lot of frogs in your portfolio. <laughs> How's it going? Let's start with the IGO JV. Yeah. Any update? So, um, the, uh, just take a step back to so the, the recent strategy, um, and that's been driven as much by market conditions. That you know, juniors do what they have to do to to survive over the years. We pivoted a couple of years ago back to WA on the back of the Julie Mar discovery. We're now a big grand holder there. We're getting generating some very significant anomalies, but it's a much better bang for our buck um, in terms of trying to find a big deposit that continue to explore the other two key projects that we still have in the eastern states which is broken hill where we have a um, joint venture with igo over part of it and also part of the recent dhp explore um, program and then we also have our commonwealth project in the lachlan fold belt copper gold province there which we're sort of doing a spin out uh, right you know at the moment so um it's being driven by the fact look we still have great belief in those projects i wouldn't have picked them up in the first place if i didn't believe there was a world-class ore body there it's just that it has turned out to be you know, more difficult and require a lot more money than um, than we anticipated, first of all. And so getting a better bang for a buck um, in um, in WA, and so we're trying to monetize as best we can the um, the other project. Right, okay, you, like everyone else last year, got obviously belted with the cost of share price, okay? Um, you need a decent balance sheet to kind of advance these projects through, and if, if you're saying to me, we're trying to find a world-class asset, that's going to take a ton, ton of money. So I appreciate the your ability to kind of kill projects quickly. We, we discussed that at, at nauseum, and you know I appreciate that about you, and that's why 
very happy to have you. Keep coming back on. We're trying to flog a dead horse yeah. in liberal lifestyle company. That's yeah. where you're about. Um, but like, and, and, and getting the JVs in is good, using someone else's balance sheet to advance potentially world-class projects is good. But if you were going to go out, uh, so with the rest of your portfolio and try and work out whether they are or whether they're not, how do you manage that kind of, um, well, the money side of things, you know, how do you get money in, yeah. non-dilutive money in, ideally? Is it just kind of romping your way through the, the current portfolio until there's nothing left, or have you got other plans? So we're always on the lookout for uh, you know for other projects, but um, we've had some fairly eclectic projects uh, you know over yeah. the uh, over the years, um, yeah. and uh, including the Commonwealth. It's a very unique um, mm. gold silver massive sulphide deposit, very similar to the Esky Creek project, uh, which is a world famous deposit in in BC. This is the only one like it in Australia, and we've had right. it for a while. But it okay. appears to be quite small, but it needs a lot of deep drilling. And again, in terms of where we are amount of money we spent, et cetera, we're better off getting somebody else to de-risk right. ourselves doing that. Um, you know, Broken Hill, we originally got in there for a fairly eclectic um, uh, high-grade nickel-copper PGE thing, and that's what we've got IGO interested in. Um, they have drilled a hole. Um, we're waiting for assay results on that. We're probably not anticipating huge numbers out of that, um, but um, they're still very interested in what's going on. And then we have the bigger um, the bigger Broken Hill area, now part of the Explore. So, so the way that I've always looked at it is if you consider a normal distribution, um, uh, you know, you're looking for stuff. The world class things are, are out here on the edge of the on the edge of the curve. Yeah. Um, normally, two, three, or four, you know, standard deviations, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that we've looked at over the year, probably five, six, or seven, uh, you know, Ooh. deviations uh, away there in the hope that you know we'll uh, you know pick something that's very special. But it's that smart because. It's kind of not working to date, really. I've been looking in at the share price market cap. So it's, it's, it's a long time. Yeah. So why don't you go a bit more conventional? What's the upside to doing this eclectic stuff? Yeah. If you look at the history of most small mining companies, not the explorers, but mm. the ones that get into production, most of them don't last very long. And most of them don't get a market cap that's above uh, 200 mil max. And um, and they grind it out, you know, for years um, because um, it's quite clear that any if it's a one mine company, they need to merge as quickly as possible with another one. They build Beaumont, Northern Star, and build it up. There are, there's been so many, and I, we can name three now: the Red River, you know, um, Philander fell over, and that was it into administration, and they've been grinding it out for years. Um, um, Gascoigne, um, Waluna, you know, it's yeah. like they're just and. They spend their lives, you know, trying to trying to get that. Now that's great because they never paid a dividend. You know, market cap never got above, you know, one fifty. Um, whereas you look at a DeGray or Julie Mark, you know, billion dollar market cap, you know, and then um, they haven't even turned to, you know, sod of earth. So um, it, it to me that's what we're looking for. Okay. And as we've discussed before, we'll do that until the directors or the shareholders tell us that no, we'd right. rather you did something something different. So it that is, I mean. I kind of really clearly talked about kissing frogs, but it, it's a kind of tree. You kind of got to rip your way a few, through a few of these things before you have success. Yeah. And I, the exploration leverage in terms of the upside can be great, but mostly it never it never comes to pass. Yeah. And, right? and like many explorers, I mean, yeah. all, I think we all dream of finding the big one. But I mean, that's actually our stated aim. Yeah. You know, we're not actually... As I say, I'm not here to find a hundred thousand ounce a year, you know, gold producer. Yeah, I'm either sell that and you know, and uh, and sort of move on. So, um, but look, we've had the fundamental. That doesn't appeal right now. 
$100,000 a year gold producer seems to be what people are looking for. Yeah, well, that, and they're looking for that because that's actually what the market is the minimum threshold yeah. the market's going to pay any attention to you whatsoever. Um, and it takes just as long to get that into production as it'll take Julie Ma to get into production. You know, right. It's like, it's a long process, you know, to get there. So, um, so if we found a you know, million ounces and we got seven year mine life, it's going to take five years to get into production. Mm. You spent, you know, and tens of millions of dollars and, yeah. and then you're a one mine company that that's not producing a lot of you know a lot of stuff it, and, look, that, and that's that's just not me that's not yeah. what i'm about so um um other people are doing that and and you know good luck to them okay so you've got to have a, a very strong view on what how people value companies and what type of companies people value because yeah. like, i think they so it's like esoteric um commodities like pgs even cobalt yeah, Michelle don't understand. They're kind of quite opaque markets, and yeah. um, because they don't understand, they don't invest. So the I'm trying to understand the sorts of things you're looking for. So can you say that it's a exotic or esoteric project, but a conventional commodity, in which case people could possibly wrap their heads around it, yeah, rather than this constant desire to do the hardest thing <laughs> available. Yeah, that's right. You. Yeah. It's more the projects. So, right. Uh, okay. I mean, back before um, battery metals, strategic metals, critical metals was a trendy phrase to use. We were a nickel, copper, uh, you know, PG explorer with uh, you know a bit of gold and silver. So I, I was called the top five. You know? Yeah. Like anyway, if you're looking outside those, you know, for zinc and lead, you know, they're, they're even more cyclical. Yeah. Um, and they have their time in the sun. You know, um, things like that. now you can add lithium to that. Um, so we, we've actually never done all the projects we've ever had have been for those, you know, those five mm. commodities. Um, and, um, uh, you know, uh, but I made a strategic mistake by not you know, getting into lithium because the lithium is a bulk commodity. Yeah. Um, all, in fact, all of these things, strategic metals, you know, battery metals, critical metals, most of them are bulk commodities and there's more than enough of them. You know, rare earths aren't rare, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, they're all there. So, um, got that. yeah. So. So getting a deposit that's going to survive through the cycle, you know, you've got to be first, you need to be the first to market, the yeah. biggest, the lowest cost. Yeah. Otherwise you won't get through the, um, you won't get through the right. cycle. So it sounds like you're trying to be a purist here in the sense that I need a world-class asset. There's also a market game to be done. You've yeah. got to keep the investors on board. You've got to be able to raise cheaper capital. Yep. Yeah. With, you know, share prices well, trending down generally for everyone last year and, and yourselves. Yeah. You were hit hard. Um, don't you feel that you kind of got to reduce that kind of purist attitude to what it what good looks like? It, for sure. And um, I mean, we've been fortunate with um, our flagship Arkham project in WA, and that we've uh, we it, it was a grassroots area, no no previous work done there, no soils, no nothing uh, through that area, apart from some regional um, geochemical stuff done fifteen years ago. And that's what led us into the area. You know, and so we've generated nickel copper PG anomalies, we've generated some lithium anomalies, we've generated rare earth anomalies, and, and that's no different to having a bit of greenstone belt in the Pilbara. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a smorgasbord, um, but it's just a function of the type of rocks there. We've ended up, in like a, people are saying, the gold fields, generating anomalies for all of those metals, and significant anomalies, big anomalies, and, and that's what people want. But I don't think they. Right. I don't think they do. I don't think they want anomalies. I don't think they want targets. I think they want discovery. So that's the key phrase uh, that's <laughs> that's very true they want discovery but they realize that these are the signals of a big deposit 
Right, and that's that's really the you know the target audience. I mean, people come you know investing in my shares um, because we want the world class thing. You know, I'm, I'm as I say, okay. I'm trying to promise them a tenfold. You know, and I've been promising right. for a long time, and and people realise that we've had people in the stock for you know a long time, and was well, a tenfold or lose your money. It's fairly binary, you know, yeah. at this point, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think it, there's a lot of investors who don't mind that and they and, understand that. And it's a speculative risk. I think we've yeah. mentioned that before. Yeah, you know? I mean. It's a gamble, you know. It's, yeah. You shouldn't be putting money into impact that you can't afford to lose. Exactly. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a speculation. So yeah. um, they don't use that word very often in Australia. <laughs> but um, yeah, we are a nation of gamblers. So um, they, uh, hence, hence the, um, what's the word? The vibrancy of the exploration sector. You know, people all across Australia you know, raising money, raised billions here. Last, even last year, it was down a bit, but yeah, you, know, you know, certainly start of the year. You know, and and people put money in because they're speculating. Yeah. So, with with your port, are you going to continue to use your portfolio in terms of either offloading or spinning out or JVing or you still got enough decent assets there which might attract a little bit of money and. Because you know, the thing about saying, like, oh, you know, we've picked up over, you know, so we've flipped it out and we've got a 1% royalty on it. It's like, well, who cares if you're going to be around to take money to outsize that? That's right. Great. Yeah. Right now, show me the cash to allow you to do the things you want to do, yeah. which could find yourself a world class asset. So can we assume that you, well, you have said that a couple of them might be world class and you, you kind of got people working on that. Can you look outside the portfolio? Have you got the ability, time, money? To do that, to sorry, go, go, sorry. look outside your current portfolio. I, I mean, yeah. what's, is anything coming across your desk? Sure. So, um, uh, with the remit that we have to find a world class thing, you know, we've looked at um, a lot of things, you know, over the years. Most of the things you see on the open market, they've all got a problem, but but every product's got a problem. Yeah, um, and things like that. Um, but we're always looking for you know left of field, you know, ideas. We've spent. To, Okay, less less competition on that front. But so yeah. I want to get more precise then, because every CEO says we're we're always looking all of the time. And <laughs> like, okay, I I shut up, man. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything recently that you're advancing? You like the look of? You know, it might actually come to fruition. Yeah. Because I think of people looking at the current portfolio, they're going, "Well, we're kind of valuing it what we're valuing it," and you can see that every day of the week, yeah. every five minutes, it's not great. Yeah. Yet. Yet. So you need to do something else. Otherwise, there's a definition of insanity. Right? <laughs> so give, yeah. give me the, you know, give, give me some hope that yeah. there's genuine activity outside of the current portfolio. So, well, after 16 years, I probably am certifiably insane. And uh, from the, sure. with the same things. <laughs> and, uh, and look, if you look at our current portfolio, I mean, one of the disadvantages of the strategy of pivoting to um, back to WA is that we ended up with grassroots projects again, yeah. um, you know, not even any sort of drill results to sell. So last year, we found ourselves, you know, trying to market a company that's that's, that's got soil anomalies. You know, yeah. one of the worst markets for you know for what yeah. it was four or five years. Um, we're very fortunate. We raised some good money in in May. We launched on the worst day uh, for the minerals market in two years. Um, a renounceable yeah. rights issue, and all all credit to Mahay Capital raised us three and a half million, and that kept us. You know, we were able to. Keep going last year. Um, we didn't have some. We didn't have very good results in some of the drill programs, unfortunately. And that was another thing. We was like, okay, look, we have been doing this a long time. Let's have a look around, see what we what we can see. Um, we've come across a few, uh, you know, a few ideas. One in particular, we're, we're following up you know, pretty strongly, you know, right now. Um, and and you know, all I can say, 
I've been around too long to know things aren't done until they're done. Um, but um, if it comes off, it, it will be what we're looking for. Yeah. Should we leave it on that bombshell? I, I think we should. Give me, give me that hand because I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, so you, you're obviously you, you hear this conference. You're bouncing around various conferences, speaking to NC, But that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, come back on and tell us more when you've actually, well, when you've worked out whether you can get across the line or you have got yeah. across the line. That would be interesting. We'll do that. That'll be great.